Welcome to the Side Hustlepreneur Podcast, where business, faith, and inspiration connect to all things side hustle related. My name is Faye, aka the Side Hustlepreneur, and I created this platform for everyday individuals like you to learn how to monetize their God-given skills and talents. So gather around, turn up your volumes, and let's get started. Y'all, it's been a minute. What's going on, Side Hustle family? How are y'all? How are y'all feeling? So my initial intention was to be gone for a week. It was just only supposed to be a week. Yet somehow that one week turned into missing a whole month worth of podcasts. And honestly, I'm really ashamed that it even happened. Because as much as I am big on being consistent, life just really threw me for a loop and took me off of my flow. And so, you know, I just kind of disappeared for a little bit. Now, don't get me wrong. I've thoroughly been enjoying my time away from everything. But the reality is when I commit to doing something, it's very important for me to remain disciplined and do the work that needs to get done at all times. So that's something I'm personally working on and have committed to becoming better at. But anywho... You guys, I am turning 30 next week. Go ahead and cue the cheering music and the daunting music at the same time. But in all seriousness, my um, champagne year is next is next week. And I turned 30 on the 30th and I couldn't be any more elated. Aside from the fact that COVID ruined my plans to be on someone's Jamaican beach with a pina colada in my hand, I am excited to be adding a new decade to my life. You know, one of the things that I've been doing during my time away and just kind of in my moment of disappearance, I guess, I've been really reflecting on the last 10 years. And to be honest, my 20s were really good to me. Now, if you're not familiar with my story or, you know, you're kind of new around these parts or new to who I am, here's the very first, the very short version of my like career journey, to say the least. So at the age of 21, um, well, no, at the age of 23, I decided to leave my job as an auditor to pursue my passion in helping girls build their confidence and discover their purpose by starting a nonprofit organization that grew like crazy and was the key to unlocking so many opportunities in my life. Just through me making a decision to go after something I loved and knew I was called to do, I ended up with opportunities like being selected as one of six out of 600 plus women across the nation to help black girls and women love themselves through the My Black is Beautiful initiative under the Procter & Gamble company. So that initiative alone allowed me to be featured in magazines like Oprah and Essence, amongst several others. And it really showed me what can happen when I choose to live a life of purpose, even while feeling the fear. Now, through my organization, I, along with the girls who worked alongside me, we put on sold out conferences and worked with over 300 plus girls across the D.C., Maryland and Virginia area through various workshops and programs implemented in school and summer camps and just the list can go on. And as great as that sounds and as great as that was, all of that came to an end in 2018 when I made a very tough decision not to continue with the organization. And I'll talk a little bit about, you know, my reason behind that and why in a second. But my 20s were the foundational groundwork for the business principles I implement today. It was the years where I really learned who I am, what I like and dislike and what I hope to become in my 30s and beyond. 
you know, I recognize that a large majority of the podcast listeners are side hustlers who may or may not hope to become full-time entrepreneurs one day. So I figured this this episode would be the perfect time to share my experience and some tips being on both sides of the spectrum as a full-time entrepreneur for six years and then also choosing to go back to corporate a year ago, making me a full-fledged side hustlepreneur. So this is me interviewing me, basically. This is basically my Jada moment, bringing myself to the red table, you know. But anywho, all that to say, let's go ahead and jump right into today's episode. So like I said earlier, I made a really tough decision to shut down my organization, which was like my baby before I had a baby, after running the program for nearly seven years. The thing is, when you hear about entrepreneurship, you hear about the good things like the freedom and the opportunity to make money on your own terms. But one thing people don't talk about often is the burnout that can happen and does happen to a lot of people. The thing is, with nonprofit organizations, It takes a different kind of strength. And needless to say, I was running on my very last fumes running the organization back in 2018. I had burned out once before just doing so much and I bounced back. But a few years later, the burnout happened again and I made a decision to shut it down and focus on my other businesses. So to paint a picture of like how bad it was, it took me nearly over a year to recover from that last burnout. It was very real and it was very, very tough for me. So one of the things about being a business owner is, you know, as your business grows, you're going to have to make tough decisions concerning the direction of your business. And with my business, everyone who knew about the business, they knew, you know, they wanted to, you know, encourage me and really just, you know, kind of keep pushing me to say, hey, you know, like you're doing so well, you know, this business is doing so well, which it was, but I knew in my heart, it was time to let it go. And so I did. So with that being said, here are three tips I can share based on my experience as a full-time entrepreneur for six years. Number one, You have all the time in the world, but plan your time well. No plan at all means you're planning to fail. It's easy to get excited about all the possibilities or see things from the big picture, but start small and work your way up. Ask yourself questions like, what's one goal you want to accomplish this year? Break out some of those steps to get to that goal. Who do you need to reach? How can you find them? Give yourself a deadline to do it. Even with all the time, sometimes you won't get everything done. Something may happen. Maybe you have something to do. Something unexpected comes up. But one thing that helps is picking one thing that needs to get done daily. Meaning if nothing else gets done, this one thing has to happen. And it really helps you so that you don't feel like, Oh, maybe I can't, you know, I didn't get anything done today, you know, whatever. You know that that one thing, even if it means dedicating an hour to it, you know that you'll get it done that day and you can be happy. Number two, make it your mission to connect with people in both the same field as you and different fields. This is important because the more you connect, the more you're able to learn from others and the more you're able to grow. So one of the biggest things that helped my business grow was getting in the right spaces with the right people. One connection could single-handedly land me a six-figure contract because my name was being talked about in places where I wasn't even present. 
You have to get out there and talk. It's mandatory. Help others. Share your business. Tell them what you do. It can pay off down the line, if not immediately. And even if not, I can guarantee you that somewhere down the line, it will. It will. Now, what you know can help someone else and what they know can help you. You have to realize that Everyone is skilled at something. So what you know can help skyrocket somebody else's business. And in turn, in return, they're just like, hey, you just help me. Let me help you. So like to give you an example, when I was running my organization, um, I remember I was presenting at an event and I met this lady who worked for the school district. So me and her, we connected so well afterwards that she ended up connecting me to another friend of hers who loved my organization so much that she advocated for the program to be implemented in schools across the city. That's one of the ways I was able to land so many contracts to work directly in the schools. Because prior to that, I was going into schools and I was presenting and stuff, but they weren't willing to pay at the rate that I was requesting. But the moment that she vouched for me, the moment she put me into these schools and she pointed out the certain schools that needed it, I was able to land those contracts with ease, you know, and in return, I knew that I was good at building side hustles. So I offered to help her launch her side hustle because I knew that she had been going back and forth about starting one, but she just didn't know how to go about it. So, you know, my advice to you was just get out there and connect with people. Social media, you know, with social media, it's made it a little bit more easier to connect with people. But even when events start back up and, you know, we're going out again, if we ever go out again, you know, go ahead and, you know, start talking to people, tell people what you do, you know, get connected. And, you know, even one of my personal secrets that I use, because, you know, I recognize that for the introverts and, you know, the people, the the people who fall on the in-between spectrum where they're quiet sometimes and they like socializing the other times. One of my tricks is when I go to events, I usually am one of the people who asks questions um, when they ask if anybody has any questions. When you ask your question, stand up, introduce yourself by telling them what your name is, what you do. And one of the things you'll notice is because everyone in the audience is listening, people will find you if they're interested in learning more about what it is that you just said that you do, and they'll connect with you. That is a surefire way and easiest way to get everyone in the audience, everyone in the um, audience to hear what it is that you do and get connected. So don't be afraid to get out there, connect, talk to people. It may be tough and it may be difficult. Trust me, I get it. I prefer staying at home and minding my business. But one thing that I do recognize is connecting with others is crucial to the growth of any business. So I just basically have to force myself. Now, tip number three, bootstrapping is cool, but know when to reel in the help. Here's the thing. When you first start out building your business, nine times out of 10, you're going to do everything by yourself. And this is cool for a little bit, you know, like I said, in the very beginning, but I can't stress enough the importance of outsourcing what is not your strength. It is crucial to the growth of your business. In the beginning, I wanted to be the graphic designer, the proposal writer, and be at board meetings all at once. I wanted to learn all the skills, but all it did was take time from what I was good at or needed to focus on, like pitching and improving the program. So when you try to DIY everything, you're slowing the growth of your business down. 
Make a list of all the tasks that need to get done and start categorizing where you best can focus your efforts and what is better off being outsourced. You can ask around if people may know someone who can do the work that you need and feel free to check out sites like Upwork and Fiverr to hire someone. And even sometimes I think like Facebook or something like there's just different things that you can check for you to find people who actually can do the work that you're asking for. Because remember, what you are good at and what someone else is good at, you know, everyone cannot be good at everything. So there are people out there who are who can do what it is that you're seeking to do to get done with ease. So here's the thing. Entrepreneurship is not for the faint at heart. And, you know, it's tough. It's a very tough thing. You know, it's not for the faint at heart at all. But when you see the results of all the hard work you put in, it makes everything worth it. Get you some friends who can support you. And when I say support, I don't mean people who are just going to buy your stuff and post your pictures and promote your things. That's nice. But you need some friends who are on the same journey as you who recognize that, you know, this entrepreneurship journey can be very, very lonely at times. And other emotions come about and you need some people who are going to be there and will are willing to lend a shoulder and an ear and just will say, hey, I get what it is that you are going through, but hang in there. We are going to make it out. I've been through this and, you know, all of that. You need people who are like that because it's so important. My six years of entrepreneurship was amazing and it was interesting all at the same time. But one thing that I'm thankful for is that I can step away from something and say that's enough with no fear of stepping into a new or familiar space like corporate with full confidence in myself and with no regrets. Now, I have every intention of going back into full entrepreneurship when it's time. But in the meantime, here we are back to corporate. So let's go ahead and talk about balancing the side hustle while working. So here's the deal. You guys, when I first went back into corporate, I had to become used to the fact that I was no longer having the free time to just do whatever. And I was not ready, okay? I was so used to just doing things on my own time that when I went back to work, it kind of threw me for a loop because I was just kind of like, wait, what is going on? Now, thankfully, I started with a job that allowed me to work from home basically three to four days out the week. But even still, the idea of having to constantly be available to someone took a lot of adjustments. So since I've been there for, you know, since I've been working back in corporate for about a year, I no longer work with the company I started off working with, but I've been in corporate, you know, back in corporate for about a year. And these are some of the greatest lessons now being on the other side. So number one, Utilize your extra funds to invest in your business. So one thing about me is I'm a lover of learning and I believe in order to grow, you have to keep learning. The greatest thing about working corporate is you don't really have to guess your income. It's consistent, whether you're getting paid bi-weekly, semi-monthly, every week, you know, whatever it is, it's consistent. You know when you're getting paid. And so for me, it's become a little easier for me to budget a certain amount of money regularly into growing my business. So whether that means hiring a coach or taking a class or paying a virtual assistant, whatever it is I use, whatever it is, I use a portion of my income to pour into my business for growth purposes and building a better system. So that leads me into tip number two. Your time is limited. Build some 
systems. Now, I think I've covered systems inside the podcast before. And if I haven't, I know I've talked about it on my Instagram page. But systems in your business are the holy grail to building a business to handle many potential customers without having to be present. Systems in your business looks like having a hosting site for your products or a welcome email series for people interested in your company, an invoice creator with your payment method attached when people inquire about purchases or place orders. You need some systems. I talk a lot about this in my Built to Monetize class, but as a side hustlepreneur, you may not always be readily available. But if you're operating in the right space, your customers are constantly finding you. Having these systems in place prevents your cash flow from stopping just because you're not around. So tip number three, final final tip, is you don't have all the time in the world, so create some time blocks to get stuff done. So here's the thing, you know, with full-time entrepreneurship, you had all the time to just kind of coordinate your schedule and do whatever it is that you need to do throughout the day. With a being a side hustler, you don't have all the time. So utilizing your time well is a huge factor on both ends, but how you use it can be a little different. So prior to everyone being home because of COVID, you would try, you know, trying to work on your side hustle after a long day at your full-time job could feel impossible and just very tiring. But going back to what I mentioned earlier about having that one thing that needs to get done daily is super helpful. When you're creating time blocks, list out everything that you want to accomplish and then organize your to-do based on time increments. So example would be that maybe you have a 10-minute task, a 30-minute task, a one-hour task. You can pick something, pick a task that you want to complete, set an alarm for the time you file it under, and then focus on doing that task undisturbed. So for me, this really helps a ton because there are days where I really struggle with just focusing. And so on days like that, and just basically any day, I usually pick a task, put on my jazz music and, you know, take some time to get relaxed. And then I just get to work. And that has really helped a ton in just making sure things get done. So that's that. Now, Honestly, both full-time entrepreneurship and side hustling comes with its own set of pros and cons, which I'm sure you guys are aware of, but whichever season you're in or hope to be, um, just go ahead and thrive in it and make success happen for you. I hope this was really helpful. Send me a message on Instagram if it was, if it, it, you know, it really helps me out when you guys let me know that, hey, this, you know, this really resonated with me or I really love this episode. Like it really, y'all don't even know, it really does help me out. So I'm really excited to drop some more shows. I'll be back. You know, I'm happy to be back, but I'll be back fully like I never left starting the first Wednesday of August, which is Wednesday, August 5th, with some business gems. So of course, as always, thank you for listening to the podcast. Thank you for following the page. And in general, just thanks for supporting me. Until next time, guys. Toodles. Thanks so much for tuning in to the Side Hustlepreneur Podcast. If you enjoyed what you heard, be sure to rate and review the podcast. And if you haven't subscribed, what are you waiting for? To keep up with me outside of the podcast, you can follow me on Instagram at the Side Hustle Podcast. Or you can join the Side Hustle family by subscribing to my weekly newsletter at thesidehustlepreneur.com. See you next time.